Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of The Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen. So over the past year, Daryl Scott's unemployment insurance office has expanded the office, hiring more people, getting more office space. Uh, they've actually overcome some of, in fact, a lot of the problems that you've been encountering online to be able to get your claim, you know, for your unemployment insurance benefits. Because there were, and you hate to hear the word glitches in the system when it's so important as getting your unemployment insurance benefits, but it's true that there, there, there were, and they never would have known about it if uh, you didn't say, look, specifically, here are the problems we're encountering. And uh, all I do here is volunteer as an extra communication conduit, kind of like uh, just another funnel, if you will, to get uh, your information into the team who do all the work. And then your insurance director, Daryl Scott, is on the air every Tuesday after the news at 1 o'clock. We replay this after the news at 10.30 in the morning on Wednesdays because he always has a lot of good information for you. Daryl, thanks for being on, sir. Thanks, Rick. How are you today? Um, I'm well. You know what? I'd like to start this off a little bit differently today. Okay. Be, before we get to phone calls, and by the way, folks, if you or someone you know is having a problem getting your unemployment insurance benefits, get on the phone right now, 302-529-1017, 302-529-1017. I'd like to hear about the people who go unheard, you know, the folks who work in your office, team members, yeah. the different uh, different uh, levels of, of, uh, of service and... Just give folks an idea of, of what they're doing, and uh, and maybe, you know, without singling out somebody at the expense of someone else, it's hard to do, I know, because you have at least a couple hundred people working in there now, where you used to have 17. Um, just an idea of, of what their days are like. So I can tell you, I um, there's some that are starting before... I am. So I, I know I've got people in the office as early as 6.30 because there are, um, you know, communications going back and forth that, uh, that I can have with them to, to get starting the day. So I want people to know that they're starting early and many are staying late and doing the same thing um, on the weekend. But for the claims processing team, uh, some of it is behind the you know, behind the scenes of looking at reports and trying to identify claims that um, that are you know in process that they can review and and approve. We've got people that are trying to respond to emails. We've got people that are dedicated to escalations, uh, whether it be from you know, my office or uh, from the call center. So when people get a call and if they can't get a resolution, they think, you know, I, I'm going to call back again tomorrow and try and, and get the issue resolved. But the, the team has an escalation process in place so that if the call center is not able to resolve it, it's being transferred the case. And I'll use that term to, to differentiate from a claim, but that case is being assigned to somebody in Delaware uh, that has access to other systems and capabilities that, that somebody in the call center may not, and um, they're trying to get those those issues resolved. So we're Rick, we're we're constantly looking at what people are doing and how we can do things differently to get a better result. And part of that is this escalation from the call center, so that um, again, as you can imagine, they have access to some information to try and inform and guide the uh, the individuals through the process. Uh, but a lot of the system, like releasing a payment or 
um, affecting a change in the mainframe that's done here in, you know, in Delaware with, um, you know, with the staff we have in our offices. But uh, from a claims processing, again, a lot of it is trying to keep those claims processed, uh, resolve issues that they can without uh, delay, and then respond as quickly to escalations from the call center. The, the deputies, on the other hand, those are the ones that are doing the investigation as they're trying to reach out to employers, to claimants. Um, and we've got goals for them each day and each week for them to review a certain number of claims and um, write decisions or, you know, get the issue resolved. Just I'll stop there and see if I've created some questions for you. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah, because, you know, the questions I get from people when they email rick at wdl.com come down to, hey, I got this email from uh, unemployment, and they yep. say my my case is closed, but I still have yep. a claim. I don't know what that means. Should I accept that? Should I not accept it? People really don't understand the difference. So, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah. Give a little more detail. Well, and I appreciate you bringing that example up because it was one of the things I wanted to speak to today because, you know, in the emails that you've sent to me, I see that question. So when somebody calls us or emails us or chats with us, our system creates a case. It's simply a record of that communication. And that is that, 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 that record of that conversation is able to be routed from, you know, from the call center to a particular team or individual uh, to be assigned the work, and when they resolve the issue related to that email, whether it be um, a question or um, resolve their, you know, their payment when they mark it closed or complete, you know, it closes that case. And I think it's important for people to understand that if their case is closed, it's it's specifically that conversation, right? Yeah. It's not your and. I'll, I'll relate it to or extend this a little bit. Rick, what, I, what I've been seeing recently is people saying, you know, they close my case, so I open another claim. I open another claim. What's important for people to understand is in the traditional UI system, there's two parts of the process. You file your claim and you submit weekly certifications. And we've seen this not as frequently, but people who created multiple claims. So they enter a claim, the next week they come back and they do another claim. They're not creating a weekly cert, which is, did you work? Did you earn any money? Were you able and available to work? And if they don't file weekly certs, we can't pay them, right? So it's important for people to understand the difference in an initial claim. And if they go to our website, they'll see references to telebenefits or weekly benefits. In the traditional system, that's the weekly certification. And so, um, want people to realize that, again, you file your initial claim, you do your weekly search. If you go back to work, you'll reopen your claim and resume that process again. Um, but again, please distinguish between case and claim. Case is referring to just the conversation we're having with you and uh, separate and apart from the claim that you filed. Let's get to Jim, 302-529-1017. Jim, say hi to Daryl Scott. Hi, Dale. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jim. How are you? Fine. Uh, yes, sir. I'm having a small issue. Well, no, it's getting to be a big issue. I can't, can't seem to get my 1099-G. Okay. I, follow, I followed a case, asked about it. They said they sent another one. I still haven't received it. So, um, has your address changed since you filed no. your claim? No. Okay. I'm in the same place. Uh, I, somebody told me uh, years ago that was uh, that 
some softwares in the printing process, you, I put in my address, but it's a long address. And some old printing softwares cut, shorten it to 25 characters. And I'm 26. Okay. And that cuts the last digit off my box number. And it doesn't get delivered. I, I don't know if that's Can the I, case, but... And Rick, I didn't mean to laugh, or uh, Jim, I didn't mean to laugh as, uh, at the situation. Do this. Send Rick an email, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com. And if we have to yeah. manually sort of put it in an envelope and send it to you, we'll get one out to you. All right. I, I can do that right about now. Appreciate it. If you would include, include your address, all 26 characters, and then uh, seriously, if, if that's a concern, we'll, we'll get somebody to print one and, and put an envelope and handwrite the address and get it to you. All right, great, because I, I, I went on the system, and you can make a change of address where you put in your old address and your new address, but there's no way in the system when I put my uh, social security and all that to actually see what's in your, what kind of what my phone number or uh, address is in your system. So I don't all right, know so been, yeah. let me interrupt today right now. So, Jim, here's the deal. Um, you email me, rick at wdel.com, but I want your full name, the last four, only the last four of your social security number, any claim numbers you got, your phone number, all right? Now, if you, right. Send, me an, if you send me an email today and it doesn't have all that, I'm going to send an email back to you saying I want all that stuff. And if you say, hey, I don't have a claim number, that's cool, then I'll get it off to Daryl. All right. Well, I've included. I included the uh, the case number from when I made the previous contacts, and they said they sent it twice. So uh, I'll put my full name and address and my last four as part of this uh, email. All right, and thank I'll make you. sure he gets that with your name as uh, as a referral there. All right, uh, thank I you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, three zero two five two nine one one seven. And I want people to know that today, um, today I have meetings. And phone calls I have to do, so I may not get to this until like after five thirty or six. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but maybe after five thirty or six today, I will not be able to get back real, real fast. All right, just want people to know because usually okay. I respond very quickly. Some have, uh, have some actually went into my spam folder, and I apologize to you folks. Of course, they know that because I've emailed them. Let's get to Joan at five two nine one zero one seven. Joan, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing well, Joan. How are you? Um, good. Thank you for asking. I just wanted to thank you um, for all that you do for us. You have helped me several times. And, Rick, thank you for having him. I know it's well appreciated to have him on your station. I oh, also wanted to, yeah. give, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, one of your employees. I think her name is, uh, last name is Sana. I uh, spoke to her several times, and she's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you saying that. We'll uh, we'll be sure to say uh, say hello to her and thank her for her work. I appreciate you calling her out. Yeah, she is royal, um, a loyal employee, great person. And thank you so much again. Now, are you having any problems right now with unemployment benefits? You just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Right now, everything's fine. Hopefully, it continues that way. Cool. But thank you. A lot of we people don't... appreciate hearing the show. Well, thanks, Joan. Yeah, we don't get a whole lot of that. Yeah, and and I want you to know it is rather annoying to to have to talk to Daryl this much. <laughs> so it's yeah, you know, it 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 is a strain, and uh, it's an imposition on me and my life uh, every single week to do this. So True so thank you, thank you for yeah, thank you, thank you for the appreciation, Jonah. Thanks. All right, thank you both. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
No one gets off this show without a little bit of an insult anyway, especially yeah. me. Especially me. So, so that's good. I'm glad you got the 1099G thing because um, that's something else that I'm seeing in a lot of emails from people is, uh, hey, uh, I don't have my 1099G. Uh, for example, I got one from Ken and says, okay, the issue should be resolved today. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, of course, he goes, after sports radio and the station that plays ACDC, your show from 10 till 2 is my next favorite. All right. Th- thanks, Ken. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, I'm not kidding. He actually said that. Uh, but that's the key right there is the 1099G. And um, so if somebody's address has changed or they're too busy listening to, you know, Hell's Bells by ACDC to pay attention. Yeah. yeah um, what, what should they do? So we, we get requests every day from people who say, hey, I've moved since I, you know, since uh, I collected benefits. So we're, we're going to ask them to provide, you know, um, verification of their new address. Um, so I know we had a call a couple weeks ago. The person already had their driver's license updated. But because of the information that we're sharing in the 1099-G, right, um, we want to make sure it's the right person. So um, th- they'll be asked to provide information. In some cases, they'll be sent a secure email to which they'll reply if they want to attach that information for us. So whether it's a copy of a current utility bill or um, driver's license or something of that nature to show that they're, that they are who they say they are. Okay. So what should they put in the subject line? Name, claim number, 1099G photo, what, what should they put in the subject line? So if it, I mean for 1099G, if they if they just put 1099G, uh, need a co- honestly need a copy. We're we're those emails that are coming into our system from you know, for 1099 are being assigned to a specific team. We have you know a manager and four people that are assigned to specifically work those to try and streamline their resolution. So if they put 1099 in the subject line, it should get to them. If they're coming to you. Um, I, I direct them to that escalation team as well. Archie is on the phone. Archie, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Thanks for helping us out with this information. Rick, thank you. You guys do a great job. I appreciate this so much. Thank you. Thanks, Archie. I appreciate that. My question, uh, Daryl, is it seems like they're really dragging things out with the uh, new relief bill. And is there any chance that... Uh, that they won't get it in in time and everything lapses? And if it does, do we have to reapply? Well, we're hopeful. So I understand the question. We're hopeful based on um, what we're hearing out of Washington that the House will will approve the revision or the revised bill from the Senate and the president is, is positioned and state is intent to sign it. Um, we're currently operating under the assumption that it's going to be approved and we're going to continue without interruption. Um, and Archie, only if, if this, if this, if they allow it to lapse and we're required to force people to reapply, uh, it would only be because Congress didn't you know, get this done and the president didn't sign it. Again, we're currently operating. We just talked about it this morning. We're operating under the premise that the $300 is going to continue, that PEUC, PUA are going to continue, and we'll be able to do this without interrupting 
benefits. And, and we're a small state, but we have probably, I don't know, 12, 15,000 people on those programs today. Um, well, a- actually, we have 28,000 people we're paying in total. So we're hoping for no interruption in those, in those benefit programs. Thank you, sir. That pretty much answers my question, and I appreciate you guys. Great job. Have a wonderful day, gentlemen. Thank you. You too. So, 302-529-1017. Daryl Scott is your director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. I'd probably be the last call right now. We get to Ray in Townsend. Ray, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hey, I, I, I got a twofer for you, okay? <laughs> the first one is um, if you're if – you're, told you have to stay home from work because you're around someone with COVID. Okay. Um, now our company is telling us that we have to cash in all of our vacation time before we're allowed to draw on employment. Is it, is that how it's supposed to work? You know, we've gone back and forth with, with this, if there's, So, Ray, what I'm going to ask you to do is shoot me an email because I, I want to verify what we've determined with this because there have been some cases like yours where the employer is saying you've got to use your vacation time. Um, and in some cases, they were actually sort of advancing them uh, vacation time um, before they actually earned it. So I apologize. If you can shoot Rick an email, let me, let me get a response to you this afternoon. Okay. And, and the other one is, um, now, if this uh, 1400 comes out, um, do you have to claim that on your um, disclaimer for your unemployment? No. So the stimulus payment will not have to be declared as, as income for unemployment purposes. Okay. I got okay, a letter. That, that was my two I, questions. And by the way, I got a letter saying I don't have to declare it on taxes either. Is that right? My understanding is th- that's correct, Rick. I, again, I'm not an IRS, uh, so so consult with your tax you know tax preparation you know preparer or, or your accountant. But my understanding it's is it's yeah, on your state taxes. Income. Yeah, yeah, that's on your state taxes that you don't have to claim it. Well, that, that's that's way that's way I had heard it. Go find my letter. Address that next half hour, maybe. All right. Thanks so much, Ray. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Department of Labor. What have they made any determinations at all? regarding employers saying you have to use your vacation time before you can get uh, unemployment? I, I will get an answer from my my team. I, I think the answer is no, but I, I want to verify because we've, we've dealt with this issue a number of times. And, Rick, I just can't recall this, you know, the resolution. So I'll get with our head of benefits and um, and others to make sure we get that clarified. All right, a couple of good questions for uh, for next week or even sooner. I mean, it doesn't have to just be Tuesdays afternoons at one o'clock, Daryl. You can call at any time and uh, and share the answers to these questions. I appreciate that. Yeah, just uh, you know, send me a text message and I'll let the listeners know you're going to be on. We can even tweet it at the Jensen Show. Daryl Scott, last words. One is uh, just we're we're waiting for the you know congress to act and president to sign one of the exciting things in the bill that the senate added was potentially exempting um around ten thousand dollars in ui benefits from their federal taxes so that's something for claimants to pay attention to and if they've already submitted their taxes they'll have to potentially revisit that but that's an an exciting ad from the senate uh that wasn't in the house bill wow all right 
Thank you so much. Daryl Scott, Director of your Delaware Unemployment Insurance Office. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And and every time you're on, we always learn something new. Uh, sadly, so many moving targets here. And looking forward to the day when you guys are sitting around going, okay, now what do we do? Uh, me as well. Rick, have a great day. You too. Thank you. Daryl Scott on WDEL. This has been a special presentation of Reopening Delaware. Stay here for continuing coverage on The Rick Jensen Show on 1150 AM and 1017 FM WDEL.